Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Hey, Mom. None of my underwear fits. None. frog just hopped out of my throat. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am John R. Bray. This is my lovely, lovely, lovely morning um, sexy voice. I'm so tired. <laughs> and you're just getting started. I know, I'm just getting started. Guys, guess what? I'm going on a book tour, so we're going to talk about my book. Sorry. If you are tired of hearing me talk about this stupid shit, it's about to consume. I mean, it has consumed my life for the last, so it's consumed my life for the last two years. But then previously, before that, it consumed my life for 18 months, right? Oh, yeah. So. I mean, it's been like almost half a decade's worth of your last <laughs> decade. I mean, it's been, it's been a lot. It's, it's, been, a it's lot. been a lot. And I, I'm announcing this right now i have a poll up on my website uh you can click if you if you go to my most recent post there's a poll to vote on a city to add to my tour and this is a city that i'm footing the bill for like i'm going to put myself up and get there the publisher will probably find a place for me to do a signing and get books there but this is something that i wanted to give to people because they have a limited number of cities that they send authors to. And some of them tend to be like, like the same cities. It's yeah. almost like if you don't live in, you know, Chicago, New York, or you know, San Francisco, then you don't ever get to see an author Yeah, or wherever. I mean, maybe not those three, but you get the point. And I was going to close the poll on Wednesday, but I'm going to extend it through at least Thursday night so that people who only hear me through the podcast can have a chance to cast their vote. Very nice. So I'm going to extend that deadline. So currently, I'm <laughs> I head out to New York next week, and from New York, I head to Toronto, and then I head back here to Salt Lake City for the event here, and then the next week I head to Austin, and then to Denver, and then the next week I head to Seattle, and then to Portland, and then in the middle of June I head to Chicago. Right. So I'm. I've got a list of 10 cities that people, there were five that my publisher was like, these are definitely five markets where we could host something for you. And then I had some, I had people suggest some other cities. And so far, people are really jazzed about Nashville. Okay. People are jazzed about DC. People are jazzed about San Francisco. People are jazzed about Boston. Yeah, there's some contenders in there. Are so, are any of the ones that they that people are excited about the ones that the publisher said these would be good? Like, is there yes. some overlap? Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. For sure. Oh man, I'm rooting for Nashville, and I don't even live there. <laughs> well, Nashville would be the most. Well, other than Austin, really, I mean, Nashville would probably be the most southern place I'd ever been. I don't really consider Austin southern. I consider Austin it's, it's a sort a of different own kind of weird paradise. Yeah. Yeah. I am hung over from writing book plates. <laughs> That's right. You've been you've been writing book plates for a while. Yeah, like I my hand is like just like mangled little yeah. Because some people are like, well just write something clever or write something obscenely clever and so I sit and I like have to come up with something. And be able to fit it on this tiny little card, you know? Right. I've gone through seven Sharpies at this point. <laughs> oh, just something simple. Clever. I'll just go ahead and tell this story. Okay. 
it sort of involves what I wrote about yesterday. I took my kids shopping with me. <laughs> that's right. That's that's right. <laughs> I I needed some shoes and I needed some like hose, some pantyhose. Shoes and hose. <laughs> and I needed to like get some stuff for my tour and both kids were like oh you're going to the mall can we come and can you buy me something and i was like they wanted to help they wanted to help um but on the way to the mall we stopped at my um mailbox and there were 15 packages for me to get in the car and three of them were huge, like definitely sent from a publisher, right? I get those, I get these packages all the time. They're these like huge boxes of books. Right. And you get a ton of books. I get so many books. I could start. I I'm good. I may look into starting my own. You know those little libraries. Oh yeah. That you, that you put in your yard. Yeah. And people can come and just take books. You gonna do that? I might do that. Yeah, because. I have so many kids' books that it might be fun for them. Yeah, why for not? For the kids in the neighborhood. Totally. I mean, you could even I'd, do it where, because I think the little library is sort of like this take one, leave one situation. Oh, is it? You could just do a take one. <laughs> take them all. <laughs> take everyone you want. We have this adorable, I should post a picture of this. We have this adorable little kind of, it's a tiny little sunroom, tiny, 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 right off of the kitchen. That, and there's a door that goes down to the back patio. So there's this tiny little kind of sunroom where I have all these plants and that's where I keep all the books. Okay. And it is full of books. Like they are falling off of each other onto the floor. They're just stacked and stacked and stacked and stacked. The plants are like, get out of my way. (laughs) And you routinely get rid of them. Yeah. I've, I've given them two or three times now to a library up um, in Cache County, which is a little north of here, to a woman who is the librarian in a small town up there. Um, and, or I routinely give them to the library here, or I routinely give them to the DI, which is the Goodwill of Utah. Or you anyway. just lob them out of your moving vehicle and hope <laughs> no one notices. <laughs> oh, man. I keep a lot of them too, because some of them are really good. So I go to get my packages and they're all books. All of them are books. And some of them come in small packages, like one at a time, but some of them come in boxes, like six at a time. So we took 10 of the packages or 12 of the packages, Marlo and I did, and we got them to the car. And of course she splatters them all over the parking lot in the middle of, people are like screeching their car, (laughs) trying not to hit my kid in her llama hat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so we go back and these gigantic boxes are so heavy i'm like like what is in this box like what book did they send me and she tries to get one off the counter and she cannot budget but she really 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 wanted to help so i handed it to her very carefully and she stood there and you could see you could see like the conflict in her eyes as she struggled and struggled and struggled <laughs> to hold on to it. <laughs> she just let it drop. Oh God. She tried though. The effort was she there. Tried. She tried and I got it into my car. So, and I left it there because I was like, I just don't, I just don't want to deal with the mail right now. I just need to go to the mall and get my stuff. I know I'm talking a lot and I apologize, no. but this is, <sighs> <laughs> I am fucking delirious right now. Imagine how I'm going to be like at the end of next week. Oh, okay. Or in like a month. I mean, uh-huh. good yeah. Lord. My face is swollen from crying. I, 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 I'll get to that part in a minute. We get to the mall. I guess they taught my kid about a certain kind of plastic that is in a lot of a, a dangerous kind of plastic that is in certain materials, including cosmetics. Okay. And we immediately, we entered the mall at Dillard's because that was a meeting point for me and Lita because Lita was going to go off and look. So I'm with Marlo 
and we walk into Dillard's and right as you walk into Dillard's, it's the cosmetic section. And guess what she starts to do? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At full volume. She, she touched everything. She pulled everything. She, I mean, it was almost like she walked in and started grabbing things off the shelves and like mangling them to see if that plastic was in the cosmetic. But like out loud, like she's kind of yes. narrating herself. Yes. In her llama hat. So the little girl in the llama hat is doing like environmental inventory at Dillard's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of respect for that though, if I'm being honest. It's pretty awesome. Probably less awesome for you, but oh man. And I was like, stop, please stop. I need to go look at the shoes, please come home and look at the shoes and and i found she came over with me and she's got lost trying to find the kids shoes and she finally came back to me and i was like listen i need you to sit right here and and watch my purse while i try on these pair of shoes and i i he comes out with the shoes and i walk over to the mirror to look and i turn around and she's rifling through my purse now mind you i have medication in my purse and like anti-anxiety medication and she starts to pull out bottles of my anti-anxiety oh, medication out of my purse in Dillard's. She was still sitting though, right? She was sitting. Well, see. But I was like, what the fuck is she doing? What is she why is she rifling through my purse? So I run over and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, Well, I mean, what is this? <laughs> oh God. As if she has like this right to know. Like, like can I, I pop one of these? Is this candy? Oh, God. And it's not just like sitting in my purse. It's it's in a package that's zipped up at the bottom of my purse. And she got all the way there. Well, you got to dig to the bottom for the good stuff. She knows. <laughs> good stuff is never on top. Like, my mom used to carry mints and certs. Do you remember certs? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't thought oh, about yeah. certs in years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my mom would carry certs so that on occasions like that, I would have something to like chew on and be occupied with. But I realized at that point that I couldn't go do what I needed to do because I couldn't. Lita is 15 going on 45 and Marlo is nine going on nine, if not nine going on five. You could have just given her a Xanax to chew on. (laughs) And you could have gotten so much done. So much. Everything you needed to get done she just i realized i couldn't like i couldn't take my eyes off of her and she's like well just let me go look at the cosmetics and i was like hun they're gonna wonder where your mom is and i'm not gonna be that mom you know i'm not gonna let you go over and start rifling through cosmetics and have them go where's that child's mother i'm not gonna be that mom but not only not only rifling through them but probably finding some that have this plastic and then telling them she how did. terrible they are she did and she told me oh, all man. about it yeah no that's not what you need no and so i just resigned i i bought that pair of shoes which I, I i success you know success i got a pair of shoes and she wanted something to eat so we went to the food court we see lita Lita says, I don't have enough money to get what I want. I give her some cash and I say, I need you to help me tomorrow organize some spreadsheets. And she's like, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I give her the money and she goes and she buys a pair of shoes. Peacefully and on her own or did you have Marla go with? She was peacefully on her own. Mm -hmm. She comes back. She shows me. She tells me the price. I nearly, you know, gag on my water. But it was fine. She doesn't really ever require much monetarily in terms of clothing or anything like that because she's so picky she really just like sticks to main like basic t-shirts and stuff like that but sunday at two o'clock i went into her bedroom and i was like hey and she's like wait is it two o'clock oh my god she was asleep at two yes holy shit i was like hey and she's like what what's going on and i was like um do you want to help me? And she's like, what time is it? And I'm like, well, it's two. She's like, and she's like, she does this whole like, where she, she like falls back on the bed and she's just so sad. And <laughs> I said, don't worry about it. Just take your time. You know, wake up easily. Just take your time. Ease into it. I'll see you in a bit. An hour goes by. Oh my God. She fell back asleep. Another hour goes by. <laughs> Holy shit. 
Was she up late? She, well, so that's the other tangent. We last week had discussed writing and poetry and English teachers and college and, you know, that sort of thing. And I was like, oh my God, we have to watch Dead Poet Society together. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cowboy and I had gone to an event and got home early enough on Saturday that we had plenty of time to watch the movie. So she and we have a gigantic TV in our bedroom. So she joins us and we're watching the movie. And two minutes into the movie, I realize, fuck, like I remember what the movie is about. (laughs) And I remember Robin Williams and, um, I started crying probably two minutes into the movie and I didn't stop crying until like after it was over when she was sobbing. Like she was sobbing at the end. Just crying. Like, yeah, she was really, really, really affected by that movie. I mean, she went to bed at 10, 10 but she slept in until 4.30 on Sunday. Holy shit. I can't even comprehend getting almost 20 hours of sleep (sighs) ever in my life i don't think i've ever slept that much ever period i have that's i completely get where she is and what she's doing because i have done that many 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 times wow where your body just sort of shuts down because it can that is intense Mm -hmm. holy shit so did she did she ever end up helping you I mean, that's the, that's the real <laughs> Let me question. Take a swig of coffee. Mm. She uh, she did. She um, added a few extra to the spreadsheet, and she was it's fine. You know, she's got so much going on, so getting her a new pair of shoes is is totally fine with me. Um, she's a good kid, and she deserves a new pair of shoes. You know. At least she found a pair she wanted, picked it out. Yeah. Lexton doesn't do that. <laughs> he doesn't care which is fine I told her I said I'm taking you to the mall but I am not going into any shop with you you get to go and do it by yourself go oh but I'm, she does she picks oh my god I got mm-hmm. I can't remember if I don't think this was on the podcast but for Lexan's birthday I got him clothes did we talk about this no which was just boring as all shit but he needed clothes and you know what i it is what it is but i got him some jeans and they were too big like way too long which doesn't really work so he puts them on and like i always tell him like try them on and make a decision and then come and show me (laughs) like just so we're on the same page but you need to make the decision and he and they're like He's stepping on two or three inches of them. I think they were just freakishly long. And he said, "Well, I think they're I think they're kind of big." I'm like, well, yeah, clearly, like you could roll them up six inches and they'd maybe fit. He's like, "Yeah, they're too big." So am I just going to wear them then, or what do you want me to do? I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Do you even <laughs> want to wear them? Like, you they they look ridiculous. He's like, "Oh, that's true." So no, then. Like what the? F- how do you how do you not care? Sure, wear them. Wear pants that are like eight inches too long for you, if that's if that's your thing. <laughs> so honestly, if he even cared slightly, I would be so happy. It's a lot of work to buy clothes like- or to care about them. Because <laughs> <laughs> for him, it seems to be a lot of work on both ends. On both ends, clothing your children is a lot of work. Oh God, right? yeah, man. Like you've got to keep up with their, they, they change sizes all the time and then they change their idea about what they want to wear all the time. And then like Marlo, she changes clothes, like, I guess like four times in the middle of the night. And so you've got like seven loads of laundry to do. What the fuck? Okay. But they have, they have hampers in their room, I'm guessing. Yes. So how does it work? Do they bring you their hamper when it's full? So like what's the process? This is what I do. I know that. Uh, I know basically when my kids are going to need like their clothes washed. So I'd say to them, 
turn your clothes right side out and bring them into the hallway, please. So they spend their time doing that. Usually Marlo takes like 10 times longer because she's got, she, I, I swear to God, that kid changes clothes in the middle of the night. And they bring it to me and then I wash it, I dry it, and then they fold it and put it away. That's how it works. Okay. That is a better system than what I have. <laughs> what do you have? I mean, I'll take part of the responsibility here. I just, I don't really pay attention. I don't pay attention because I pay attention to my own clothing and I'm aware of when things need to be washed. Mm-hmm. Now, Lexan doesn't wear dirty clothes, but he just, occasionally they make it in the hamper. Sometimes, although still, still at 15, there are socks absolutely everywhere. Oh, God. Like, I don't know when that changes. But, I don't know. But everywhere. Under the bed, I found some in his desk drawer. Not like a matching clean pair, just random worn <laughs> socks. Like, I asked you to pick up, but that's not, that is not what this means. That is not what this means. Like, and I finally, with the inside out, I finally told him, I'm like, if you, if you put stuff in your hamper and it's inside out, I'm not going to wash it. I'm just going to leave it in the basement and I'm not going to wash it because I can't continue to turn all your clothes right side out. No. And it's no. for, it's just a, it's a pain in the ass and things like socks don't wash well when they're inside out. Yeah. So ultimately what happens is there's like randomly one morning, it's like, where are my pants? Like, I don't know. Did you wash them? I'm like, no, I haven't seen them. Oh, they're in my hamper. Okay. Well, are they clean enough to wear? This long pause. No, definitely not. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn it. I, 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 oh my God. I just want, in a way, I'm fine washing, folding. Like, I don't mind that at all. My parents did that. It's okay with me. And I know there are, there are teenagers who do their own laundry. Everyone has their own thing. Not judging. I just want them to be presented to me in a washable fashion. Yeah. Not in a desk drawer. Damn it. <laughs> Socks get separated from the other sock all the time as it is, right? Oh, yeah. So you're dealing with not only that, but then you're dealing with socks every... Like, I want an... I want, a, I want a listener who has an older kid to give us some hope about this. Because Lita is the same. Lita will just take off her socks anywhere. And I'm like, who's... Whose fucking sock is this? Right, Where but is, never is like it in the middle of the kitchen. But I would, I would even be okay with that if they were both in the middle of the kitchen. Right, but like somehow just, you took off your sock in the middle of the fucking kitchen, and then the other one is three rooms away. Yeah. So did you? You either walked holding a sock and waited to drop it, which just <laughs> makes you an asshole, or you walked with one sock on before realizing to take it off. And I don't even know what that makes you, but what the hell? I can't. Oh God. Yes. Oh my God. I'm. I was running around on Friday. I had my final photo shoot for the New York Post. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. We'll see what happens there. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, oh, wow. And I'm running around trying to clean the house to make sure that everything is in place, so that when the photographer comes, if he wants to shoot in one room or the other. He doesn't have to maneuver around fucking socks, right? Oh, yeah. And so I I gather up the socks that are in the kitchen, the dining room, the living room, and the family room. And there's like a pile. It's like all the I socks. On the bo- of all these yep. random socks that don't match. And I just put it in a pile at the bottom of the stairs thinking I'll take them up to somebody's room. But then I look at him, I'm like, I have no idea whose socks these are. I don't know. God. I don't know. Yeah. It makes me when I go put them on there, like, like I want to go, like, stab them and staple them on their pillows. Oh, yeah. Be like, put away your socks. <laughs> I have, I have, like, picked up laundry off the floor and put it on his bed and, like, pulled the sheet and comforter over it. <laughs> and he slept with it. Like... Didn't even notice it. I, I don't even know how. I, I just don't get it. Yeah. And he's not being. He wasn't like being a jerk and just. He just really didn't even realize it was there. 
I don't get it. Or if even if he realized it was there, he'll be like, I'll get to that at, at some point. Right. I'll get to that at some point. Yeah, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to sleep first, though. And then yeah. I'll remember. Yeah. Okay. But the, but the last thing when things stop fitting or have worn through, like socks specifically will just get holes. Yes. You would imagine that when a couple pairs developed holes, you would hear something, but no. You don't hear until all of the pairs have holes. And then there are no good socks. And I don't have the brain space to think about when the socks might be getting worn. (laughs) I just, a little courtesy, like, hey, half of my socks have holes. Fine, I will buy you more socks. Not, they all have holes and now I can't wear them because my toe is sticking out. Yep. Hey, mom, none of my underwear fits. That was what I was getting at next. It's like one morning. It's like my underwear don't fit. I'm like, suddenly they don't fit. Like just (laughs) you woke up and they stopped fitting. He's like, no, they haven't fit for a while. That's probably really uncomfortable. And had you told me I would have bought them, but I don't wear them. So how am I supposed to know? Yep. Mm -hmm. It's like they can deal with discomfort far uh-huh. longer than an adult can. Yeah. And maybe that's why. Like they have been uncomfortable for a month, but you know what? Today, today I have had it. <laughs> today, the sock with the hole and the underwear that's cutting off my circulation. Right, exactly. I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's like I can't, can't wear them. They're they're really tight. I'm like, okay, you have two options. You wear them like you have been or you freeball it. It's like, I can't do that. <laughs> like, then you're wearing underwear that Free are too small. It. Oh, God. And then I'm like, what size? Are, okay, well, what size are you? And I'll go, get, I'll go get some today. What do you mean, what size am I? Underwear what, size. What, what, like, have you looked at the size in your underwear? Like, like when I, when I do the wash, I don't look at the tags. I, I just throw, the, I literally just throw it in the laundry, right? Because oh, yeah. I'm just trying to get it done. And I'm like, what size is it? She's like, I don't know what size it is. Like, haven't you ever looked at the, haven't you ever inspected? No. But I love that when you get the answer, it's not like, oh no, I've never looked. It's like incredulously, how would I know the size of my own clothing? How dare you even assume that? (laughs) How dare you? Why how am I supposed to know? Why, Why would I know? I'm not supposed to know this. So that was a, a slight laundry tangent, but the New York Post. The New York Post. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to eventually publish a list of what's happening, um, but I'm going to be on the Today Show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Let's just, let's just switch gears. You ready? Here we go. My underwear doesn't fit. To the Today Show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on the Today Show on the 23rd in the 9 o'clock hour of the day that my book is published. 23rd and of April this month. Of April, which is a week from today that we are recording. Oh, wow. Yes, it is. Yes, they came to my house two, two and a half weeks ago and recorded a pre-roll, which will, it's like a two and a half minute piece about me and the kids and whatnot. And then I'll be live in studio for about five minutes. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> when um, some behind the scenes 
gossip here. When they did the pre-interview before the video crew showed up at my house, the producer was like, had obviously not read the book. Oh, God. And had, I guess, read some highlights. And she's like, so you did what? And you did what? And you did what? (laughs) And the more that I answered, like, I could hear her eyes getting bigger and bigger and bigger (laughs) on the other end of the line. Oh, wow. And by the end, it was like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? And I just, I I wrote my publicist and I'm like, I hope the Today Show is okay. (laughs) Oh, God. I would say it's probably a safe assumption that she maybe read it. No? Um... Oh God, that I have so much behind the scenes gossip I could give you and I could give everyone right now. I mean, holy fucking shit. Holy shit. And last time you were on the Today Show, it was with uh, Matt Lauer, wasn't it? Uh, it was with Savannah Guthrie, but I was, <laughs> I had a book, I had a quote unquote book out, but it really wasn't something that I had gotten behind because I was in the middle of my divorce and they wanted to talk about my divorce in the Today Show. So that was fun. What? Well, anyway. Totally broadsided by that one yeah not really though i mean you knew they were gonna yeah weasel into that um so today show and then i tape uh there's a show here in utah called radio west with a, a host named doug fabrizio and i tape that i believe the day the book comes out and it's either going to air on the 24th or 25th here in utah and i'll figure that out and tell everybody And then that night, I have um, a book signing in Tribeca, the Barnes & Noble in Tribeca. And the following day, I do a little bit of press, and I'm on a podcast, and then I leave for Toronto the the next day. And I do a whole bunch of press in Toronto, and uh, and a signing and a cocktail party that night in Toronto. Is there a reading as well? Yeah, these these signings are, you you read like, like either a chapter or a portion of a chapter and you talk a little bit about stuff and I have quite a few ideas about what I want to say and what I want to do. So it's like a reading with commentary. Yeah. Okay. Well, like during my last tour, um, I, uh, my biggest audience was by far was in Seattle and, um, it was at a, a, a bookstore in Bothell, which is where my brother used to live for 10 years. And um, I read a little bit from my book, but I also read a story when John and I left Los Angeles, we drove up the coast through Seattle for Thanksgiving and then went down to Utah to live with my mom in her basement. Okay. Um, and while I was in Seattle, we stayed with his brother and there's this, there was this really kind of funny story about going to a bathroom in a theater in... <laughs> in uh north of seattle and the a woman in a stall farting which is kind of not a thing that women do in front of each other (laughs) like farting in a bathroom is like the one place you should be able to fart except that women really are really women are really shy about doing that but this woman was not no and I called it like the cockadoodle doo fart because it really was. It was like a major, like she was playing the trumpet. Oh God! And um, I I could tell that uh, two, the two other people in the bathroom and other stalls were as uncomfortable as I was trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> oh man! Like we all waited for her to leave before we got out of the stalls because we didn't know what to do. so i read that from my website in addition to the book in addition to yeah okay so what i usually do is i try to read the crowd and read the city that i'm in and figure that out but i have some definite things that i want to talk about um because i think the audience for this will for sure be like fans on my website but i also think that this will reach a, a bigger audience and it will also be a little heavier. So I'm gearing up for that sort of emotional heaviness. But I think it will depend too. I mean, I know we talked about this a little bit last week or the week before that there's a very good chance that people will be sharing pretty heavy 
stories from their own life. But I think it, it will also depend on what you read from the book. Yeah. Because I guess there's no, there are, there really aren't any chapters that aren't heavy, but there are chapters that have a lightness to them. Yes. So, but yeah, it um, will be heavy all around anyway. Yeah. And I'll even take a, a suggestion from you. I mean, I'm, I'm taking suggestions from the people who read it, like what they think I should read to people. And it can't be too long because book signings can't be too long because what you want to do is you want to save enough time for people to come and talk to you um, right and that's going to like I, I think we, I mentioned this like it's going to be me saying to the handler quote unquote handler which is basically a person who is hired by the bookstore to move people along I just want to be able to, to communicate to the handler like people are going to want to talk to me about things and I want them to be able to talk to me about things so let's save enough time for that right and yeah, it's <sighs> it's going to be a ride. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really, like a like a two month ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, so hang on though. So you weeks and weeks and weeks for the book, and then, well, I guess we should say too. We haven't we mentioned this before. We haven't ruled out recording. We just haven't figured it out. Or more specifically, Heather hasn't figured out the logistics, if it's even possible. Right. So we'll keep everyone updated. But after all of that, then you're going back to Paris, right? Yes. I'm going back to Paris. um, To collapse in a heap. Yes. Uh, So yesterday, we all watched the cathedral burn. Yes. Notre Dame. And um, I was furiously trying to get a whole bunch of stuff done that had needed to be done two weeks ago and was really having a tough time concentrating um, beyond watching video of it. Um, And just so, 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 so sad. Surreal, really. Surreal to see that happen and the... The symbolism of it for me, and this is me being super dramatic, but so much has happened in the last few weeks that can't be coincidence. I'm sure it is coincidence, right? I'm not a religious person, (laughs) Uh, but stuff from my past that I have forgotten about has been bubbling up that I like all of a sudden remember. And then like the city where with the book, the main, you know, the symbolizing figure other than the Eiffel Tower of that city is Notre Dame. And to watch it, to watch that spire fall over was, you know, it's just, it was really, really, really tough because it brought back just the symbolism of it brought back so much of what I felt during those 18 months. Sure. So, and I, I wrote about this yesterday. Reading the book was really hard for me to read it out loud because I was having to relive all that um, emotion out loud in words in front of two strangers who were listening to me very intimately to make sure that I was saying the words correctly. And yeah, it's yeah. so, so <laughs> on Sunday night after the day after I shopped for hose and for shoes and hose, I finally got all the packages out of my car and I put them in the kitchen and I started going through them all. And there's a, here's a book and there's a book and here's a book and there's a book. And, and then I was like, okay, let's get to this box that somebody sent me. Like, I don't even know who, what publisher it is. And like, God damn it. How heavy are these, this fucking shit. And I take my little box cutter and I open it and I barely even get the flaps open. And I see the cover of my book and there are these two little cardboard kind of like um spacers to protect the books and on top of that was an, a receipt basically that said you know 50 copies of the valedictorian the being dead and i was standing at the counter and i i you know when you stand up too fast Oh, you get dizzy, yeah. 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 I I it felt like I had stood up too fast and 
was out of oxygen and I, I, I had no idea where I was. I, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how, like, I just sort of looked around the room and tried to focus my eyes and my eyes couldn't focus. And, um, it was a very odd, uh, outer body experience for me. And I just, I just started, I just started crying. Like, I mean, and there's been a lot of crying. <laughs> All part of the process at this point. That's all. But I just stood there and I just started sobbing. And because there it was. There it is. There, there, there it is. It's right there. And, and it wasn't just like, so they sent me a hard copy a week and a half ago. But I mean, and to me, that was just sort of like, here's what it's going to look like. This was the actual fucking book. Like this, this is what, this is what we're going to put on the stand. And I opened the box and I realized that all three boxes that are heavy are full of my book. And I just didn't know what to do. And I'm sure, and I said this, every author I'm sure has a different experience when they, when this happens to them. And mine, I had to go, I had to go be alone. Our bedroom is kind of high and overlooks um, the valley a little bit. And so I went and sat on the side of the bed and just sort of looked out and tried to, I tried to like remember the moment, um, because, you know, eventually all of this is going to be over and I'm going to go on with the rest of my life and do other work. But this moment of seeing my book in its final form after having worked on it for two years and then after having lived that experience for 18 months to see it there in a finalized form was something I couldn't physically and emotionally comprehend. I'm sure. I mean, it's the, it's the culmination of all of it. Yeah. And not just of the process of the book, but of the process that led you to write the book. Yeah. Which is really crazy when you think about it too. I mean, the, the amount of time it took you to write it, the amount of time, that you lived through the depression that led to that treatment condensed between two hardcovers mm -hmm. when it was such <laughs> a monumental, and I'm not minimizing the book at all. It's just, it's interesting yeah. because it was such a monumental event for you. And in there you see it, you know, in tidy stacks in a box and it's interesting. Yeah. And you fucking wrote it. <laughs> um, I don't think Cowboy knew, I mean, he, he came over and he rubbed my back and he hugged me, but I don't think that he understood that I was reeling and I couldn't communicate that I was reeling. That's why I had to go be alone because I had to figure out what was going on and I had to go figure out how I was going to talk about what I was feeling. I was, I was fucking reeling and I, I don't know why. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a significance there, but it's like, it was a physical physical visceral reaction like an animal and later on that night after we were cleaning up after dinner I turned to him and I said you know Marlo stood there with her llama hat and she tried to carry those books <laughs> I'm gonna cry sorry <laughs> she tried to carry that those books and she looked at me and she wanted to and she couldn't she dropped these books and I didn't even know that she's got a box of these books in her hands of this book that is like, I tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to hold myself together for her. Right. Right. Like she was the reason that I wanted to live. She was the reason that I kept living. I think that was also like that sudden realization that she had held that box in her hands and she was trying to carry it to my car. God, I'm, I'm so fucking dramatic. <laughs> But I mean, she wanted so badly to carry it. She did. Without even knowing. Yeah. And I mean, think about the metaphor in that. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, no, that was not lost on me. <laughs> she should be forced to wear that llama hat for everything, by the way. I'm just going to put that out there now. Like, that should just be part of her, her person now. Just so everybody knows, she's coming to the signing in Salt Lake and she will be wearing the hat for sure. Lita will be there as well as my mother, my father, 
is going to be there. <laughs> you should bring them both to Chicago. It's a great city. <laughs> My mother loves Chicago. She was based there for a while. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. She was based in Chicago for about five years. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. Where at? Like in the city or? Uh, it's called Crystal Lake. Holy shit. Really? Oh yeah. my God. I did not do know, you know that. that I do know Crystal Lake. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. When? Um, She sold the fucking house I was born in or lived in for the most of my life while I was abroad studying English at BYU in London. She sold my house and moved to Crystal Lake. No so shit. when I got home, I didn't get to go home. Right, there I had was to go no to home. Crystal Lake, Illinois. That is, cra- that's like forty-five minutes from me. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> oh man, why Crystal Lake? I mean, I don't know the area that well, but I can't understand why that would be the base. She had to be based. So Chicago, they basically said Chicago area is where you need to be based, so that we can because she was managing that area around it like states around it. Ah, okay. And I think she chose it because my mother is of the generation and the ilk that likes the new housing developments. Okay. So suburban Mm -hmm. Chicagoland makes sense. Yeah. And it was an up and coming. It was a brand new house, that sort of thing. So. Small world. I had no idea. Small world. I should show you some pictures from back then. Holy shit. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I'm going to be at the Chicago event. I'm not definitely not going to miss that. There will be. I'm. I'm actually speaking the next day at a at, at another event as well. So I'm speaking on the 11th, and then I'm speaking on the 12th at another event. Um, and then I'm going to see what else I can do while I'm there. Um, I love that city too much to just go and come back. <laughs> oh yeah, you could run a yeah. marathon. <laughs> I could run a marathon. <laughs> oh God, are there tickets for that you event? Know, Am I going to have to buy a ticket? I don't want There's to miss a it. ticket for the forum, for the Kennedy Forum, okay. which is why I may want to do something where people don't have to buy tickets. I, I, I just need to figure it out. Uh, that's one of the things I have to figure out. Just one. Which is just one. Yeah. So again, so I'm going to be, so, okay. So the Today Show happens. And then I think right after the Today Show drops, Yahoo is launching a new vertical on their website and they're publishing a huge article about this and they're publishing a video that they did as well. Oh, that's amazing. What is the vertical? Um, I'm not exactly sure. I believe it's like a parenting or lifestyle vertical. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And this is one of their lead stories and people magazine is either this week or next is doing a three page spread on the book. Hell yeah. What is today? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. So People Magazine is doing, I found out last week that it was a three-page spread, and that's when I had to get up and sort of walk around the house a couple of times. Yeah, I remember that text. Yeah. And they asked me to send them photos from, like, different portions of my existence, and every single photo, my hair is completely different than it was (laughs) from the other picture. (laughs) Like, I don't even look like the same person. So they're doing a three-page spread, and then the New York Post is publishing a piece and I asked my editor or my publicist I was like um I just looked at their website for the first time in a really long time is this a good idea and she's like well if things get really bad I'll hold the puke bucket for you oh god <laughs> oh man but the, the photographer that they hired is the guy who took the photograph for the cover of my book the, the cover and the back cover and he's wonderful and he's amazing to work with like, so it I just like, happened well, to be him yeah, well, they, they contacted him and said, would you do it? And I was like, well, if they contacted this amazing person who's an amazing part of my life, like, maybe I should just calm down a little bit. Yeah. But then uh, there's a reporter for doing a piece for Vox Media. Do you know what Vox Media I is? I do. Yeah. Um, and it's a big, big piece. She spent two days with me in my house. I took her to Temple Square. And the photographer for that piece was in my house for over eight hours. It's a lot of photos. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And she has been contacting a lot of people from many, 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 many years ago. People I haven't spoken to in 14 or 15 years. 
which doesn't have a big connection with the book. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But I will let everybody know where they can find all of the dirt on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got this email from this person. Honestly, I haven't seen his name in like he he like erased himself from the internet. And I haven't seen his name in so many years. And he sent me an email and he's like, hey, um, I got contacted by this reporter and I don't want to say anything. Is that okay? And I was like, you do what you need to do. He, so, he didn't want to say anything? He didn't want to say anything. No. No. Well, it's kind of nice that, I mean, even if he wanted to say something, it's kind of nice that you got a heads up. Yeah. Well, then I got a heads up from like four other people. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know how many she's talked to. So they're not, at least in theory, bad people to contact. No. Just people you've lost touch with. Just people that like, that we were like around each other and started like when blogging was the only platform. There was no Twitter. There was no Facebook. There was like, this is back in 2002, 2003. Right. When blogging was the platform she's was contacting those people and so it was strange to you know hear i was like wow how did she find your email address <laughs> i don't even think i had it so uh, anyway all that is happening i really 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 would love for any of you who are in the cities that i'm visiting to come see me i will be again i'll be in new york toronto salt lake austin denver Seattle and Portland and then Chicago and then I'm adding another city and if you want to vote on the city go to my website you can vote on a city Nashville and San Francisco and DC are and Boston are really 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 rivaling each other right now so anybody who wants me to go to Atlanta go (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so yeah this is um a once in a lifetime experience i mean i did have a book tour back in 2009 but this book for me is um because i sat down and wrote it from cover to cover and went through what i did in terms of what i lived through to write it and then the editing process and then all that i put into it since like this is the culmination (laughs) of all of it so it's it's important to me and i want to share it with as many people as i can this sounds so fucking honest. God and damn it. And it's a hell of a book. I mean, it's, it's a hell of a book. Thank you. I have to say, I, had, I didn't tell you this. Uh, I don't remember when this was. Like a month ago, I had some family in town for a funeral, and, and my dad was here. And I don't know if you remember, but the whole reason I found Deuce.com was because of my dad. He, <laughs> he introduced me to it. He said, your writing was amazing, and I would really like it. So, And this was, I don't know, 10 years ago or something, more than that even probably, but he noticed the advanced reader's copy on my bookshelf. And he said, would it be okay if I, if I read it? I said, yeah, you're here. That's fine. You introduced me to Heather. And he, he finished reading it. He goes, okay, I finished Heather's book. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah, that was kind of my reaction too. And that was like all he could get out. Did he say, can I meet her mom? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was just like, like jaw dropped. And flew through it and has already pre-ordered a copy and was all about it. But I mean, he's been reading your website for as long as I have or longer. And he was just absolutely stunned. So that's really, that's really sweet of you to say. I really appreciate that. So everyone who hasn't pre-ordered it, get on that shit because it's, it's worth it. (sighs) Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. It, it's been really interesting really quickly to read some of the early reviews from people who got advanced copies who didn't know who I was. Oh, like the giveaway and, copies? Yeah. Ah. Um, on Goodreads and like their reviews are like, I had no idea who this person was. And I guess she's some important mommy blogger. Um, <laughs> and I, so I went into the book thinking, oh, whatever. And then they were like, holy shit. Like the way she wrote about depression and anxiety is exactly the thing that I was looking for. Ah, so that's the review, like almost this, I went into this rolling my eyes and oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that's, been that's a pretty awesome. Like that. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm excited to reach an audience that doesn't know me. Yes, because I mean, I feel like your other books, obviously it was still you, it was still your identity, but you were queen of the mommy bloggers. Like that was 
you when those books came out, but now I feel like that's a piece of you, but now there's also the Heather B. Armstrong, who's like an independent identity. Yeah. Which is which then lets those people who maybe weren't into the blogging space or, or weren't parents or whatever connect in a totally different way. Yeah. Yeah. And for for people to give me the feedback that my description of how depression feels and anxiety feels is like the how they want to tell people about it. That for me is like, okay, my, my work here is done. If one person can take a, a passage from my book and show it to somebody and say, this is what's going on in my head. Right. Um, well, yeah. it makes everyone, so, I mean, I would imagine even you like feel less isolated because it feels like such a personal individual experience and it is, but then to realize like everyone else is having the same experience. Yeah. So you're able to connect those people. There, there is a collective anxiety going on, and there was a really there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal last week. Somebody sent me a link to it about the suicides here in Utah, the teen suicides. There were six suicides at my my brother's son. His oldest son was at this high school, and six kids killed themselves. Oh man! There is so much work to be done around this issue, and I feel like this is just the beginning of my work. Um, that needs to get done so yeah so this book is kind of like the first chapter yeah <laughs> i think so that's awesome yeah mm. um i would personally uh i have a, a couple of emails from people who have let I've, I've asked them for permission to read from the emails of my book readings because of what they've told me and shared with me. If anybody out there has something that I they want me to share with an audience, please send it our way. Um, stories at manicramblings.com or you can tweet us. <laughs> did I just fucking say that? You totally did, yeah. <sighs> I hate that. Yeah. You can tweet us at... Sorry. You can find us online at manicramblings, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Again, if you have stories about socks... Those are just as valuable. Please send them our way. <laughs> Please. Um, and uh, we really want there to be a hope in the future that they will eventually take care of their own socks. Please. Please give us comfort. Someday soon um, as well. Please. And again, if you have anything that you'd like me to share, please send it my way. And come to the book tour, and I will be there. And if your dog, if you allow dogs, bring your dog. <laughs> I will definitely do that if they're allowed in Chicago. <laughs> we have so much dog content to talk about, man. Oh, we do. Holy shit. We do. That's, we'll save that for the next one. Yes. And until next time, um, and I just lip smacked. <laughs> and Ryan, you can keep that in. Just go, you can go ahead and keep that in. just sneak that in right at the end. Yeah. Uh, until next time, remember, I don't know, savor the moment when your child is trying to carry your boxes. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.